You're listening to the Power of Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Delena McMillan. was your week? I've been praying for you and I hope you're all doing well. I hope you've also been enjoying my podcast up to this point and I and I hope that you're being encouraged and strengthened by it. I'm getting so much joy connecting with you each week. I'm truly grateful to have this new opportunity and I, I want you to know I don't take any of this lightly. So let's jump in, all right? Um, today, I want to talk about one of the many wonderful characteristics of God. Now, God is God. So we, in our finite minds and our limited lifespan, will never be able to know, to grasp, or experience the full vastness of God. But I'm so grateful that because he wants to be known by us, He allows us to experience aspects of himself as we go throughout our lives. You may have already experienced God as the provider or God the healer or God the protector. Well, today I want to talk about God being the God of the impossible. And I'll also be sharing a powerful testimony before we close out today. So please don't go anywhere. The Bible is full of amazing accounts where God moved mightily in a situation that seemed impossible, where all options seemed to be exhausted and there was no conceivable way out of the dire situation a person or a group of people were in. And in the natural, that was the reality. In every case, the facts did show that they were out of options or because of the laws of nature or physics, There was no possible way that the situation could have a positive outcome. And that's why I love every single story, because it encourages me and it gives me hope when I'm facing a really tough situation and there seems to be no way out or no way through. I can read the scriptures and I'm able to relate to their feelings of fear or hopelessness. But I'm also able to see how God made a way when there seemed to be no possible way. God truly is the God of the impossible. So I want to talk about a few instances in the Bible where God moved in a miraculous way. Now, for God, anything he does is not a miracle to him because he's God, right? But to us... They are miracles, signs, and wonders. And he does these things for us so that he can be glorified. He wants us to know him through experience that nothing is impossible for him to accomplish. And that he loves us so much that he will move heaven and earth, even defy the laws of nature, gravity, and physics, which he created to protect us, to provide for us, to heal us, to care for us, to save us, and to show our enemies that he 
is God. One account that I want to mention up first is Abraham and Sarah's story, which may be familiar to you. Um, In the book of Genesis, God prophesied to Abraham when he was about 75 years old that he was going to make him a father of many nations. But at that time, he and his wife Sarah had no children, and Sarah was already past childbearing age. She was about 74 years old herself. Fast forward about 24 years, and God appears to Abraham again and confirms that Sarah was going to have a son about that time next year. Sarah had overheard the conversation, and she laughed within herself because she thought it was completely absurd that she in her old age would have a child. God asked Abraham, why was Sarah laughing at this? And God said, is anything too hard for the Lord? Now remember, God first prophesied when they were in their 70s that they were going to have a child. He could have moved at that point and made it happen then. I mean, they were already in their 70s, so that would have been a miracle, right? But God waited 25 more years before he opened Sarah's womb. That meant Abraham was 100 and Sarah was 99 when they had Isaac. The Bible says they were old and well advanced in age. God performed a miracle and defied the laws of nature to bless Abraham and Sarah with a son through whom the Bible says all the families of the earth will be blessed. God waited until they were well advanced in age so that he would get all the glory and others would see and know that there was no other way it could happen except that God did it. And then we have the account of how God parted the Red Sea for the children of Israel after they left Egypt. If you remember in Exodus chapter 14, we see that God led the children of Israel to the wilderness by way of the Red Sea. But at this point, Pharaoh realized He made a grave mistake by letting them go and decided he was going to capture them and bring them back to Egypt. So Pharaoh and his army began to pursue and the children of Israel can see them coming in fast. They now have the Red Sea in front of them and Pharaoh and his army behind them. And it looks like there's nowhere for them to go and they were about to be captured or destroyed by Pharaoh. But God tells Moses to lift up the rod he had in his hand and to stretch it out over the sea. And God divided the waters. The next morning, the Red Sea was not only parted, but the ground was dry. And there was a wall of water on either side of them. Now let's stop for a second and picture this. Can you imagine the Pacific Ocean or the Atlantic Ocean or some other great body of water literally being split in two? I mean, that's impossible, right? But it happened. It happened. So the children of Israel began to cross through. And as they get a ways in, Pharaoh starts to close in on them. But God caused the wheels of their chariots to come off, which made it difficult to drive. Now, They start to realize that God was doing this and they got scared and wanted to turn back. This is Pharaoh and his army. But God told Moses to stretch his hand over again, to stretch his hand again over the sea. 
and God caused the waters to come back together. As the children of Israel were going through on dry ground, Pharaoh and his army were being engulfed and drowned in the water. They were completely destroyed. Now, a couple of powerful things stood out for me in this particular account, this particular story. Uh, one is that God will protect us from the enemy by any means necessary. He will move in miraculous ways to keep us safe and to remind the enemy that no weapon formed against us will prosper. That is how God gets the glory. And something else is God wanted us to see that nothing is impossible for him to do. If he can part the Red Sea, drown all their enemies, he will also perform miracles in your life and in my life. He is the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. Now, another story that comes to mind is about the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, there was a king at that time named King Nebuchadnezzar, and he made a giant golden statue that he expected everyone in his kingdom to bow down and worship. The decree went out that anyone that did not bow down and worship the statue would immediately be thrown into a fiery furnace. The three Hebrew boys told the king that they would never worship their gods or this giant statue. So the king commanded that they be thrown into the fiery furnace. He even had the fire turned up seven times hotter than normal. And they were tied up and thrown in. But when the king and his men looked more closely, they saw that not only were they no longer tied up, but there was a fourth person in there with them who they said looked like the son of God. The king ordered them to come out and he and all his leaders saw that they weren't injured. Their clothes weren't even touched and they didn't even have the smell of smoke on them, y'all. This was an absolute miracle and the king realized it. He praised God and made a new decree that anyone who speaks anything against God would be destroyed. He acknowledged that no other God could deliver like that. So once again, not only did God move miraculously for his people, but God also got the glory. I want to take a minute right now to encourage someone. Um, if you're if you're in a tough situation right now, I want you to know that God will get into the situation with you. It doesn't matter what it is. God is there with you and he will bring you through it. Psalms 46.1 says, God is a very present help in trouble. He will protect you while you're going through it. He will give you the strength to endure he will keep the situation from utterly destroying you, bring you out on the other side, and he alone will get the glory. Now, the last account I want to mention is the Virgin Mary, Jesus' uh, birth mother. Now, Mary was a teenager and was already engaged to Joseph when an angel named Gabriel appeared to her and said she would conceive a child, and he was to be called Jesus. Mary asked how that could be possible since she was still a virgin, and the angel said that the Holy Spirit would come upon her and she would conceive. 
For me, this is the ultimate account of God doing the impossible. Jesus was born of a virgin and he came from heaven. He came down from heaven and dwelt among us. His purpose was to preach the kingdom of heaven and to offer himself as the ultimate sacrifice for our sins so that we can be reconciled back to God through him and that we can have covenant and a personal intimate relationship with him. Jesus said, everything is possible to one who believes. And he also said, with man, nothing is possible, but with God, all things are possible. So again, if you're struggling with something right now, whether it's mentally, whether it's emotionally, financially, physically, or any other way, I want you to know that God sees you. He sees what your circumstance is, and he knows how you're feeling. He knows you're tired. He knows you're weary. He knows you're afraid. He knows you're anxious. He knows you're feeling depressed. He knows how long you've been in this situation, and he also knows when and how it will end. And I don't know why he's allowing you to go through this, but I do know that he will get the glory from it. The enemy thinks right now that he has you backed into a corner. He thinks that all hope is lost for you and that there's no way you will come through this one. And perhaps, you know, when you think back on other situations that God brought you through, you may be thinking, okay, well, God did get me through that one, but this one, this one right here is different. This one is more serious than anything else I faced. There's no way God can bring me through this one. But I want you to remember the accounts that we talked about today, the stories that we reviewed today. The children of Israel were literally backed up against the Red Sea with Pharaoh and his army fast approaching. This was a life or death situation, and God stepped in and not only protected his people, but he destroyed their enemies. Abraham and Sarah were promised they would have a son while they were already in their 70s, and God waited 25 more years before he fulfilled his promise to them. Again, Abraham was 100 and Sarah was 99 years old, y'all. The three Hebrew boys faced certain death when they made their decision to not worship other gods other than Almighty God. Remember, they were tied up and placed in a fiery furnace. They were going to be burned alive. But Jesus got in there with them. He loosed their bonds and he protected them. A young virgin named Mary was chosen to be the mother of Jesus Christ, our Savior. And when Jesus was crucified, it seemed like all hope for humanity was lost. The enemy thought he'd won. But on that third day, Jesus was resurrected with all power and authority over the enemy, over death, and over everything else that would come against us or separate us from the love of God. There is nothing that will separate us from God's love. No trial, no tribulation, 
No demon or principality, not even death itself, can separate us from the love of God, which is in Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, I want to share my testimony of how God did the impossible for me and got the glory. So a few years ago, on May 9th in uh, 2019, I was getting ready for work like any other day, and I left my apartment, walked downstairs to my car. And while I was walking, I noticed that my right foot felt strange. It was like the joint in my ankle became unhinged, and my foot felt like it was just flapping. I drove to work and sat down at my desk to, you know, begin my day. And I was going to look at some emails before I worked on anything else. But I noticed that my right hand felt weak. I could barely grip the mouse to move it around. And now I'm thinking, okay, this is weird. So I squeezed my right hand as tight as I could, but I couldn't close it tightly. Then I realized something's definitely not right. So I texted my son that I was going to take myself to urgent care and get checked out. And he said he would meet me there. When I got to urgent care, my son was there and we walked into the front desk. And I mentioned that I was feeling weakness on my right side and I was increasingly becoming more weak as I stood there. The front desk person said I was at the wrong facility based on my insurance and I had to go to a different urgent care that was several hundred feet away. And at this point, my right side was so weak, I couldn't even walk. My son had to help, help carry me to get to his car and drive me just a few hundred feet away to the urgent care, to the other urgent care. And I tried to walk into this urgent care on my own, but at this point, my whole right side went limp and I almost fell to the ground. I had no feeling left on that side at all. And they quickly asked for the doctor to come and she said she would give me an aspirin and was going to call the paramedics. And they put me on a table in the examination room and I could hear the sirens already coming within just a matter of minutes. Now, my son was there watching all this happen, y'all. He was right there in that examination room with me, watching all this happen to his mom. This could have been the last time he would see me alive. What was also happening was God was speaking to me. He was speaking to me so clear and so loud that he drowned out what people were saying around me and saying to me. Now, what I haven't shared yet was that the day before, God spoke a scripture to me, and it was Psalm 118.17, and that scripture says, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. And at that time, I honestly thought it was a bit random, but, you know, because I was going through a very stressful situation, I assumed that he was trying to encourage me about that by letting me know that the situation wasn't going to conquer me and that he would get me through it. And that was wonderful. That was wonderful. And on that table in urgent care, God told me again, you shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. He told me this was not going to take me out, that this was not my time yet. 
He told me he still had many plans for me and much more for me to still accomplish. He told me not to be afraid because he was with me and would keep me. He spoke so many things that I honestly can't remember them all. But what was so wonderful was that he was speaking to me, comforting me and reassuring me. Everything was happening so fast. It was hard to process it all. And when the paramedics came, they said I was having a stroke, which, wait, what? A stroke? I was 49 years old, and it seemed completely foreign to me that something like this was happening to me. And it all literally happened within minutes. Within minutes, y'all. They took me by ambulance to the hospital. And on the way there, they kept asking me to try and raise each arm and each leg. They kept testing to see if my body was getting worse. Again, this was all happening so fast. And it was scary. And it was very, very surreal. But still, the entire time God was speaking to me, he was comforting me and encouraging me and telling me I will come through this, that it was not my time yet. So I was placed in ICU and they administered some medication and ran several tests, but nothing showed why I had the stroke. And it had only been a few hours now, but I was already beginning to get strength back in my right leg. I was also starting to be able to raise my right arm higher than I had been able to just a few hours ago. God was already restoring my body. And they kept me in ICU for 24 hours. And the neurosurgeon came to see me later and said, that he reviewed all of my test results and they could not determine why I had the stroke. By this point, I had regained all of my strength and I was able to walk on my own with no issue. The neurosurgeon said he was perplexed and that he normally doesn't discharge someone from the hospital, from the ICU, 24 hours after they administered the medication to reverse the blood clot, but and, and this was his words. He said, I was a special case. Those were his words, a special case. I told him, God is good. And I thank God for healing me. I wanted God to get the credit and I wanted God to get, to get the glory. Because I knew it was him. I knew it was him, y'all. I went home about less than 30 hours after I had the initial symptoms of the stroke. That's being from me walking to my car and my foot feeling weird. God did the impossible, y'all. The impossible. He spared my life and he protected me from death itself. And the nurses said that there was a chance that I could have some residual symptoms from the stroke, but I can tell you that I have full and complete use of my body. Hallelujah. And so just like the three Hebrew boys we talked about coming out of the fiery furnace without the flames touching them or even smelling like smoke, God saved me. He protected me. He kept me from having any residual effects of the stroke. God got the glory from this. For me, 
This is not something that can easily be explained away. I know what was happening to me. And I know God performed a miracle. Again, the neurosurgeon was perplexed and said, my fast recovery was a special case. And now I have an amazing and powerful testimony that I've been sharing and will continue to share because God truly is the God of the impossible. And I have so many other testimonies that I'll be sharing over time. I did mention briefly in my first episode that I had had two nervous breakdowns several years ago. And again, I'll be sharing more details of that later. But the fact that I am here, y'all, the fact that I'm speaking to you all right now with a sound mind is another testimony that God truly is the God of the impossible. I just got to take a minute right here, y'all, to give God praise. God, you are so wonderful. You are so powerful. You are so mighty. When you move, God, it causes me to be in awe of you. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done and all that you're doing. I glorify you, God, and you alone deserve all glory and praise. All praise. And I, I feel led to pray right now um, before we, we close out today's episode. And I think I'm going to just continue to do that with every episode before I close out is to end in prayer because um, I just feel like God wants me to, to, to cover you all and to, to just pray and have us have a moment together where we connect in prayer. So Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you right now. Oh God, you're so wonderful. Lord, I love you with all my heart and all my soul. I give you glory and praise. Father, thank you for sparing my life. Thank you, God, that you are almighty God, all-powerful God. And God, I just thank you that you have stayed the hand of the enemy from my life so many times that I can't even count. And there are times, God, that I know that I don't even know about that you've spared my life. And I thank you. And God, I also thank you for sparing the lives of every listener to this podcast, God. They are listening right now because you spared their lives over and over and over again, God. And I give you glory and praise for it, Father. I thank you that you have purpose for each one of us, Father, that you have plans for us, God, plans to prosper us and not to harm us, plans to give us a future and a hope, God. We thank you so much that you are our protector, that you are our provider, that you are our healer, that you are our savior. We give you glory and praise, Father. And Father, I lift up every single listener right now that is going through something really tough right now, Father. I lift each and every one of them up to you right now, God. You see them. You see right where they are, Father. You know exactly what they need and you know how to comfort them. I pray that you would comfort them right now. I pray that you would bless them with your peace, oh God, that you would bless them with your joy, Father, that you would bless them with your strength, God, to endure this season, God, until such time as you bring them through it with victory in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that you will do it, Father. You will bring them through this with victory in the name of Jesus. And not only that, God, but you will get all the glory and all the praise, Father. 
So I bless your holy name right now, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. That wraps up our episode for today. And I thank you for listening. I hope that you take some time this week to reflect on how miraculously God has moved in your life or in the life of someone you know. And allow that to encourage you and strengthen your faith. And if today's episode has blessed you, please share it with someone that would also be blessed by it. And if you haven't yet and want to be notified when my future episodes drop, please click the follow button. And also, I'd love to hear from you. Connect with me on social media, Instagram, Twitter. My links are in the description. You'll find them there. And also, I'd love for you to message me and share your testimonies with me of something that God did that seemed impossible for you were it not for God stepping in. I would love to hear your testimonies. So reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram and let me know, okay? I'm praying for you guys. And let's cover each other in prayer, okay? So until next time, take care of yourself and God bless you. Bye.